Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. We just want everybody to know at the top of this episode of Caravan of Garbage that you are all responsible for this series of films we are looking at. Oh, people people voted for this, right? They, they demanded, demanded it. Demanded it. Wow. We're going to start with the first three. We're going to see how we go. <laughs> yep. Of course, beginning with Transformers 2007, and if people could leave a like, that would be fantastic. But before we get into the movie itself, I just want to get a little bit of background on your love for the Transformers franchise, Mason. Mine is undisputed. I'm the biggest fan in the world. I don't, oh my goodness. I don't have to prove my credentials. Wow. Yeah. Well, look, I, I growing growing up, I love Transformers, and I know it was just the cartoon was just a. a there was third, a cartoon. Yeah, that's true. I don't think so. I mean, there was a thirty minute ad. Maybe that's what you're thinking of <laughs> for Transformers toys. But I love the Transformers toys, and you know, some of them design wise, some some were kind of cheap and and, and tacky, sure. but some were like design wise just incredible. Mm. And I just I got as many as I could, but the one that I probably loved the most, and, and I still have a few laying around my house, is Optimus Prime. Mm. You know, because the leader of the Transformers, because he he's obviously, you know, strong and brave, but he's also selfless, and he's caring, and he's compassionate. Sometimes and he's most dead. importantly of all, he's a bright red mid-1970s cab over-engine white freightliner, obviously, <laughs> because the only true mark of a real hero is you've got to have a signature look. So true. And every, and, and, you know, for years as I was growing up, I remember, you know, people would be like, there's a live action Transformers in the, in the works. Mm. So exciting, right? Technologically, like we're there now. You know exactly. What I mean? And every yeah. time I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get to see Optimus Prime on the big screen. And then I remember. He's going to wave to me, Nick Mason. When I went into the cinemas and I remember he, he first rolls up into that screen and I remember the entire audience stood up as one and they went, oh my God, a Peterbilt 379. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Actually, that's not, that's not true. That didn't actually happen. But at the same time, I can tell you within my heart and soul that if Optimus Prime in the movies looked like Optimus Prime in the cartoons, I would forgive <laughs> all the nonsense. I would watch the, the 15 hours of Transformers movies, whatever it is, <laughs> and, I, and I would... I mean, I, there are nods to it in yeah, other films and I, whatever. Look, and I, would, I would forgive, you know, the majority main characters that are just screaming lunatics. Yep. I would forgive the fact that all the Decepticons look exactly the same. Yeah. I would forgive the fact that you can't tell what's happening in any of the action sequences because everything is happening all the time. I would argue a lot of those issues are... Lessened in this first movie. Oh yeah, for this sure. This is very watchable. It's it's a little. It's pretty watchable. Yeah. But again, if if I forgive all those, if Optimus Prime looked like he did in the cartoon. 
But he does, and he looks like a monster energy drink. That's what he looks like. <laughs> yes. What about if they made Megatron change into a little handgun? Oh, speaking of that as well, I don't know if you remember, there was a teaser trailer for this movie that came the out. One the one on Mars? The, the, it's, it's on, I think it's on the moon. I think it's Mars. I think oh, it's a Mars it's, rover. It could, it's a Mars rover, and it's, and it's surveying the landscape with mm. its camera, and then you see it's knocked over, and then the silhouette is very obviously Generation 1 Megatron. Yeah, right. Like the one that does turn into a gun. But in this, what is he? He's a weird, rusty skeleton. Well, they, they did change his look a little bit due to some fan outcry. They changed the face. But I don't think it's any closer to the look. I, you can't deny like how great the special effects are in this movie. Oh, for sure, yeah. I like, mean, from I, a technical perspective, Yeah, sure. I do want to get into the, the design elements of, of this film that I don't love as much. But yeah, it is an absolute technical marvel, which hadn't really been seen at the time. And one of the first things I noticed about re-watching this for the first time in years, because these movies are exhausting and I try to stay away <laughs> yeah. from them, is that the sound design is amazing. It's so, like the clinking and the clanking and the way that they work in the original sounds from the 80s TV uh-huh, show, sure. you know, and all those But kinds there's of also so much of it. <laughs> but again, there's I think that's... There's never a quiet moment in this movie. But I think that's something that kind of isn't so bad in this one. Mm. I think, like, when that... Also, in the tradition of the Transformers <laughs> movies, I'm going to keep yelling over the top of you. <laughs> but you know that idea when... At the start, when that, that helicopter rolls in, and they're like, What kind of helicopter? That's a great is this? action sequence. It's fantastic. And when it transforms, and you get that original sound, it just starts yeah. blowing people down. It's so good. Yeah. And the blades are like just kind of dangling off the back, and it's, it's just, it, it just looks amazing. If only the rest of the movie were like that. Yeah. But it's not. It's not. No. And, and I also like some of the little changes that they made, like they've got a little holographic pilot or driver in, in the vehicles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, I'm, yeah. that, I'm sure that's something that's probably happened in various incarnations. Sometimes it's a hologram. Yeah. Sometimes it's like a pop-up, like yeah, a crash right. dummy man yeah. that comes out of the seat. Like from Men in Black 3, that movie I don't think you've seen. No. Might have been two. <laughs> yeah. I guess we can talk human characters because that is the majority of this this film. Yep. So Shia LaBeouf, he's, he's, a, he's a teenage boy. Yep. He's as golden as the day is long. He just wants a car and a girlfriend and he just wants to, I don't know, he needs to tone his anxiety down by about 20. Why have you opened by talking about the sidekick <laughs> and not the main character, Megan that, Fox's Michaela Baines? It is kind of baffling that she's not the main character. She is. She's like... <laughs> Capable and skilled, yep. and she's got a, like a character arc and a backstory that is something because she's she, she had a dad in prison and that's how she learned her skills. She's fitter, I think. She's definitely fitter. She could she, outrun him. She makes the choice at the end to yeah. be like we're going back into the battle kind yeah. of thing. The movie should be called Michaela Baines and her sweaty flailing sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the thing about a lot of these Transformer movies, and Bumblebee is the exception also to a lot. Of oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, including the Optimus Prime problem that you have. But there's three main characters in these movies. There's stoic military guy. Yep. There's stuttering, insufferable idiot. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of people. <laughs> yes. And then there's chicks. Like, oh, that's yeah. kind of the breakdown. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, And I feel like in a, in a lot of situations, maybe even Michael Bay wanted, you know, chicks to be the main character. <laughs> sure. But he felt like, well, it's a movie about cars and it's about guns and shooting or whatever. So and boys love Transformers. And, 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 and people won't be able to accept that. So I'll just, I'll just shunt her off to the side. Yeah. And then I'll just make some idiot the mm. main character. And eventually, like, she does leave the series, which we will talk about in, oh, a, in a later goodness. movies the story behind that. But on the whole, I, I, this, I still find this one, there's a bit too much going on in it. It's too long, I feel. Oh, yeah. For the things going and on. And yet, aside from Bumblebee, it's the shortest of the Transformers movies. Baffling. Isn't it though, yeah. right? Because you've got the Scorpion chases Tad Hamilton and his friends through the desert, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I think would make a great movie by itself. 
being stalked by Decepticon through the desert. Like pitch black like esque. Predator style, yeah. yeah for exactly. Sure. Uh-huh. You've got kind of Shia LaBeouf dicking around looking for glasses and trying to grift people for money and whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. And getting wrapped up in this plot. And, and then, uh, yeah, being being pursued by John Turturro. <laughs> yeah, the toots. Right. The toots. And then you've got kind of boring government hacking satellite crap where you're just looking at feeds of signals and and shots of planes taking off and flying through the air and mainframes and all Mm. this kind of shit this like sweeping shots of the military which is just it's not like take that out please oh 100 of those of those three that one should go Mm. but here's the thing though it can't go because uh, Michael Bay gets all his military equipment for free yes. if he does some military promotion. So, Well, that's right, exactly. But, so, he, but you can't get rid of the cars because you get free. Yeah. Apparently they've got 200 free cars yeah, that's movie a, from that's General exa- Motors. Yeah, that's exactly it. And they trashed a lot of them. Speaking of the military, though, if people were worried, it actually cost the taxpayers nothing because, like you said, anything that's not considered an army drill, which they use for this movie, he pays for all the ammunition and the explosions and all the fuel and all that uh-huh. kind of stuff. So, yeah. So if you're if you're thinking your US tax dollars are going to waste, I mean, they are, but just not for this. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Big government, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. You yeah. better believe it. Oh, that's what I was going to mm. say. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Bumblebee, obviously, mm. in the in the cartoons he was always a volkswagen in this he's a camaro i saw an interview with michael bay where he's like he will never be a bug <laughs> he look it'll look like herbie the love bug i'll shoot myself before i, I was just gonna bug. say herbie like who remembers herbie nobody well there was a when was herbie fully loaded <laughs> maybe it was the previous year i don't know but yeah. <laughs> but like that's that's not the reason it's the reason is general motors gave you all the free cars yeah absolutely and this and the reason that was given for Optimus Prime not looking like he did in the cartoons is mm. because apparently they wanted to make Optimus Prime the largest and most imposing Autobot. Yes. and 10,108 version- moving parts. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. too many. And the reason that he couldn't transform into the cartoon classic mm. model is because that would mean the robot version of him was too small, so they needed a bigger bigger truck. Sure. And he was apparently on record as saying, we're not going to do anything dumb like size changing in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> which which makes a lot of sense, except when you consider that the whole plot device of this movie is like a cube the size of a house that, that shrinks down to the size that a, a flailing man... Of, of a, an American football. Exactly. So oh you can get God. a touchdown for exactly. America. And even then, maybe if you're like, well, the, the, the plot device can shrink, but nothing else can shrink. Put his legs in the trailer then. Yeah, the, right. Again, which you didn't give him. <laughs> I will never give up on this. You could have made him 100 feet tall with that trailer. Right? Well, it's funny you should mention that because they wanted to make him bigger, and this was the difference. Mm-hmm. If they did the original design, he would have been 20 feet tall. Mm. With the change design, he was 22 feet tall. <laughs> Worth it. So you really feel it, don't you? Worth it to turn him into a Guy Fieri truck, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, You're 100% it, yeah. right. Who, by the way, he does a lot of great charity work. Seems like a Gets very nice man. Gets a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hopefully he's not cancelled the week that this goes out. But as re- as of recording, uh-huh. cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, these designs, and again, this is a problem later on because they're much harder to distinguish with their spindly crab faces and they're, uh-huh. just, they're just grey. I'm talking about Decepticons specifically. They're just grey monsters just kind of jaggedly running about. And it's difficult to determine in any given action sequence which ones have been destroyed, <laughs> which ones are still left, where they are on the battlefield because they all look the same and they can all turn into anything. Yeah. Which is a difference from the cartoon where 
every Transformer was assigned a specific vehicle mode and they couldn't change out of that vehicle mode. Yeah. Whereas in this, if a, you know, a Decepticon wants to be a tank and then become a police car and then become a helicopter, they can just do it. So yeah. oftentimes you're like, did that guy die or is he... A different guy. It's a different guy. Well, it's also confusing with the merch as well and also the names of the characters in this because they use some of the constructor cons, but then Devastator turns up in the next movie and those get destroyed in this. Also, apparently that fighter jet, which is taking out the fighter jets above the city. You know, yeah. that, that's a pretty amazing sequence. It uh-huh. might not be Starscream. It might oh. be just somebody else. Well, I saw some behind-the-scenes stuff. I have a note here. Mm. This is a little behind-the-scenes little thing. Uh, it says, <clears throat> and it's, it's pretty simple, so... Mm. You'll, be, you'll be able to keep up. Okay. <laughs> Sandway was going to appear in the film disguised as an MH-53 Pavlo helicopter. Later, the copter was renamed Blackout, and then Sandway was going to be a Celine Mustang automobile. However, the Hasbro company requested that a music player, Sandwave's original alternate mode from the Transformers cartoon, be in the film, so the Celine was renamed Barricade, and the music player robot appeared as Barricade's partner. However, the, the writers felt the role did not give Sandwave justice, so they renamed the music player Frenzy after Sandwave's minion. Sandwave himself would appear in the next two films. He's the satellite or whatever. Yeah, he's the satellite guy, maybe. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. He's got the best voice. He's got a great design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of voices, yes. Peter Cullen's back. Yes. And that's terrific. There is one other original voice actor that appears. And it's not Megatron. No. We'll talk about that, but it's Charlie Adler. He voices Starscream in this, mm-hmm. and he does various other voices from the 80s. They went to Frank Welker initially, but he... Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Listen to this Acast show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother... Or... Sales. I definitely prefer... Don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, But migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify App Store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every 
e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. Thought the voice wasn't menacing enough. So then they switched to Hugo Weaving. And before Peter Cullen, Mm -hmm. they were thinking of also Liam Neeson. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Which I'm which I think would have worked in a version like this. I have a very particular set of skills. I can turn into a truck. <laughs> I feel Cullen gets the he gets some bad lines to say in this. Push the cube in my chest. <laughs> he says that is example. He didn't even tell Shia LaBeouf to push it into Megatron's chest to kill him. Like, what if it gave him more power mm-hmm. or something? You're right. Yeah. Ridiculous. Just quickly on the Liam Neeson thing, they worked in some Liam Neeson-esque mannerisms into Optimus Prime. Because, you know, Liam Neeson's is 100 foot tall, or 22 oh, yeah, feet sure. tall in real sure, life. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We should talk about the work, though, that ILM and Digital Domain did for these movies. Because, I mean, full credit also to the on-set stuff that they do, because so much of the pyrotechnics and the tearing down of buildings and the bit where the bus splits in two and one of the Transformers flies through it. Uh-huh. That's practical stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. They rigged a bus to tear in half. And then they obviously added the Transformer later using digital effects. My Dig- goodness. Digital effects. I just think the the merging of real life stuff and CGI, mm. it's incredible. Like it, it really. I feel like this one, this movie gave the visual effects enough time to shine in this. Yes. Whereas we actually see, you know, a, a helicopter turn into a robot mm. in a you know in a in a solid amount of time. We can, you can really sort of luxuriate yeah. in it. Whereas in the, in the you know the later movies. They just spinning cubes. It's, there's a lot of spinning cubes. There's a lot of there's there's a huge amount of transformers transforming off screen. Yeah, there's a portent for things to come earlier in this movie where Bumblebee's first transformation on Earth is off camera. Right. Okay. Yeah. You get you get some more in later, but that's expensive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's not what you want to waste money on on in a Transformers movie. Transforming effects. No, you're probably right. One thing that I just think drags way too long on in this movie. It's like the extended hijinks and gags that go on. And I think a perfect example of that is where Shia LaBeouf comes home and he's going to be grounded because he's three minutes late and the Autobots are kind of stumbling around the backyard and then they're like, are you masturbating Shia LaBeouf? And he's like, oh, mum. And Optimus Pride (laughs) is outside like a dog's pissing on someone. Yeah, right, exactly. It's just lunacy. Yeah, they're they're pushing lamps over. Yeah, there there is one You've been doing this for (laughs) millions of years, Autobots. You've been fighting a war against the Decepticons for millions of years and your whole deal is that you have this ultimate camouflage. Yeah. You've been designed and then evolved into this perfect system and you're like, should we transform into the very common vehicles on this planet and, and park where they would normally be? No, nope. let's just play hide-and-seek against a wall in robot form <laughs> in full view of street lamps. Why not? We're absolute dumbasses. Yeah, it's like a Three Stooges it is. routine. And I think the worst part of it is that it's it's not funny 
at all. Oh, and I I'm it was sure. Hilarious. Look, look, whenever we criticize, just kidding. <laughs> whenever we, we that was a joke. Yes. Whenever we criticize, these- I learned how to do it from Michael Bay movies. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's why you're not good at it. Got ya. But, but whenever we criticize these movies, they they obviously have their defenders. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of these movies do well is because they have international appeal, and I think that is it's scenes like this where you can take it to any audience in the world, mm-hmm. and you know you get it. It's 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 wacky hijinks. I think there's one joke that works. In this Go on. In, in the five movies, yes. the Michael Bay ones. Uh-huh. I'm going to save it because it's not this week. Oh. Will it be next week? Yes, it's oh, next week. This is very exciting. But, yeah, right. but every other joke just falls flat and it's just a stuttering idiot. Speaking of, Ben requested that he does a no, 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 no Shia LaBeouf compilation. Oh, that's very exciting. We might yeah. do it weekly. Mm-hmm. Normally we make him do a very complex <laughs> montage, right. but he's, uh-huh. he's offered up himself this week. He's, uh, the Stockholm Syndrome has <laughs> finally kicked in and he's like, maybe I should... Make things difficult for myself. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, I, I think the downward slide of this movie starts as soon as the Transformers start talking. Yeah, maybe. And they introduce themselves with a with a single line that proves that they've got a cool personality. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> Speaking of talking. I don't like personalities. I don't care for them. They should all be stoic. I agree. Yeah, Especially I Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. But speaking of, though, one thing that wears thin for me incredibly quickly is Bumblebee talking through the radio. Yeah. Because I know about you, and it is more of a problem in later movies, but I can't follow what he's saying easily. It's oh. like, because it's, it's all cut up in snippets, and I'm I just, don't, uh-huh. just, I don't, for the life of me, why did they keep this thing that they also fix at the end of this movie? And then bring it back, And then right? they, bring, I mean, I know they explain it away again in the next movie, but there's also, there's later again explanations for it in yeah, yeah. movies more down the line. We wanted to sell more toys. That's what they say, actual line from yeah. the movie. To their credit for the Bumblebee design, that look, in robot form at least, has been adopted a lot of places and I think has become, for a lot of people, the definitive look of that character. Yeah, absolutely. I, d- yeah. I don't think it's a terrible design at mm-hmm. all. I think that face plate is quite good. I yeah. mean, those G1s are like, for me, like, that's, that's yeah, where yeah. it's at. But here's the thing. Could you draw any of the other ones from memory? Mm. What I could do, yes. I could take a pile of sticks and I could spray paint them silver and then break them all up and <laughs> drop them in a pile. Perfect. And that would work, wouldn't it? Nice. The Decepticon army. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I also think it's very strange that this movie ends with the two lead characters, uh, Megan Fox and her sidekick, just making out on Bumblebee, who's a sentient <laughs> creature. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It'd be like at the end of, oh, I don't know, the never-ending story. They're just making out or on top Falco, of the dog yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh, yeah. He's not like a, like a horse. Where he doesn't know what's going on. Right. And they're kissing on a horse. Sure. He knows what's going on. Because mm-hmm. he's trying to get him a date or something. Yep. <laughs> Why is he even doing any of that? There's Decepticons and stuff. Well, I think it's cool. Yeah, I guess it is cool, isn't it? Mm-hmm. My problem with this movie is... Yes, go on. That I like it. I do like it on the whole. It's exhausting because of everything else I've seen, as mentioned. But what I don't like about this one is... I'm seeing a lot of the seeds for the things that I hate in these oh, movies yes. uh-huh. that are then expanded upon in future installments. A man is peed upon by a robot. <laughs> yes, that's right. An award-winning actor is peed upon by a robot. And you, you can't fault any of the people in these movies because, hey, man, you probably get a lot of money for this. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. John Malkovich is in one of them. It's- Patrick Dempsey's in one of them. Is, is, is Malkovich in any Coen Brothers movies? Probably. Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. Probably a cowboy. Uh-huh. Also, I I put the blame on this movie for, obviously, the, the Transformer movies that follow. But then things like, you battle LA, you know, that movie with Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you battle ships. 
your G.I. Joe movies. The first one I think is fine from memory. Yeah. But I know just, just spinning walls of metal. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Of, I mean, and this movie does look it yeah. looks great. It looks beautiful. It, it's very crisp. It is. You know? You know it's J- just crisp, but just with a wall of debris in every scene. <laughs> and look, I know a lot of people give J.J. Abrams flack for using lens flares. Mm-hmm. This is lens flare city, mate. Oh, this yeah. One. But look, I know what you're thinking, and I know the viewers are also thinking this, right? Because often we'll put in a segment on trivia. Oh, yes. We've, we've pulled back on that a little bit because if we don't name every bit of trivia, we get harassed. <laughs> bearing in mind that just because we don't say a thing doesn't mean that we don't know it. <laughs> Or disagree. (laughs) Or we think it's not interesting and we don't include it. But you might be thinking, what happened to Trent DeMarco? I'm personally thinking, (laughs) who's Trent DeMarco? Is he related to Mac DeMarco? Because I love that guy. I don't know who that is, but yes. Okay. Okay, so Trent DeMarco plays Megan Fox's boyfriend. Who who she's very in love with and sees how awful. And then all of a sudden he's like, you can't drive the car. And then she's like, I've had enough of this guy. Mm -hmm. Even though the scene before she's like hugging him and she's like, I love your big muscles. (laughs) There's another bit that's not funny just quickly. You know the bit where Shia LaBeouf is showing his muscles? Yes. I thought like, oh, he's doing a bit. Because she'll turn around and be like, great bit, Shia LaBeouf. But he's like genuinely, Mm. he's doing that thing. Yeah. But for, anyway. Trent DeMarco, this is from his Wikipedia page. This is Trent DeMarco, this is the character. <laughs> yes. Okay. Trent DeMarco is the stereotypical jock. He's on the football team, brackets tight end. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> has big arms and washboard abs. Oh, hello. Has a sweet ride, has a smoking hot girlfriend, and hates nerds. <laughs> Brutal, right? Right. This guy's. he speaks to me, you know what I mean? Is it? If there's any character in this movie that I relate to the most, mm-hmm. it's Trent DeMarco. Isn't it this, the Mountain Dew vending machine that comes to life? <laughs> Surely that would be your point of view character. Some of that, all that spindly little creep <laughs> skulking around. Yeah, uh. Uh, But the character also appears in the movie Friday the 13th, the reboot in 2009, and is killed by Jason Voorhees. Meaning, technically, that movie is set within the Transformers Averse. Oh my god! That's right. The Transformers Averse shared universe has more connections than you may think upon first glance. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Got any other stuff you want to say? We didn't really talk about uh, uh, Bernie Mac, RIP, as the uh, as the great uh, you know what? Uh, car, Actually, car s- salesman. Then there's two good jokes because yep. he does. I bust your head with a rock joke. He threatens his wife, yeah. I think it's his mum or grandma. Okay, right, right, right. Uh I enjoyed that. Uh Uh, And we didn't really mention uh, Australia's own Rachel Taylor as one of the the three um, teen hacker team. Sure. But honestly, that's part of the thing you could have cut out. Replace him with one line. Yeah. Sorry, Australia's own Rachel Taylor. Yeah. But just, uh, we, some some hacker, we we arrested some hacker and they said it could be aliens. Mm. That's it. And it was. It was aliens, right? In the end, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we'll be back next week for Transformers 2 Revenge of the Fallen, a movie I've seen once but remember being excruciating. Yeah, spoiler alert, it's definitely the worst one. It's not the weirdest one, no. but it's the worst one. Yeah, so we'll be back for that. Um, I'm not looking forward to it, if I'm honest. <laughs> I kind of am because I have not seen it since cinemas. Well, I swore off re-watching any of these <laughs> after that one. So, And they've dragged me back in. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. That movie, and we'll talk about it next week, it's peak Michael Bay in terms of power. Yeah, right. It's also in the middle of the writer's strike. Uh-huh. And oh, it's, no. And it's, it's, it's just this perfect storm of swirling metal and lack of writing and thought mm. put into things in this beautiful package. I was going to say beautiful tight package, but it's not tight. It's, it's like a real tight end. <laughs>
That's right. So look, subscribe uh, and come back next week if you do want to see that because there's videos here all the goddamn time. And if you want these early, mm-hmm. in addition to the extended versions of this, you can actually go to bigsandwich.co. We've got a service there. If you want to sign up, every week you'll get them early. And you'll love it, maybe. And and bonus podcasts and other things. Other early videos. Mm-hmm. Movie commmentaries. That's right. By us, specifically. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe should have looked So, if you're expecting, out. you know, Michael Bay or something to yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just be us. He's busy be making... Like, wow! Yeah. Look at those abs. Wow! That's a tight end. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see you guys next week for... What? <laughs> Transformers. Transformers. Grab that jammy, guys. We'll see you then. This is not a good idea. That's the best idea. Best idea anyone's ever had. Mm. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Listen to this Acast show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.